put him in with the big white guy who thinks he's the little black guy. Who are you? Hi, I'm Michael Jackson from the Jacksons. I'm Homer Simpson from the Simpsons. Hello and welcome to season three of The Simpsons Countdown. This is a podcast in which we go back to the beginning and watch all of The Simpsons to trace the creative evolution of the series and count down, finding the exact moment in which it began its downhill journey into irrelevance. I'm Eric's Antoine. And this week, we will be discussing Stark Raving Dad, a legendary and perhaps now infamous episode that launched the third season of The Simpsons in spectacular event TV fashion on September 19th, 1991. The episode was written by Al Jean and Mike Reese and directed by Rich Moore. And it features Michael Jackson, in a very special guest-starring role as a mental patient named Leon Kompowski, who believes he is Michael Jackson. And when Homer is institutionalized for wearing a pink shirt to work, he meets and befriends Michael Jackson, eventually inviting him to spend a weekend with his family in little old Springfield. This, of course, proves to be very anticlimactic when it is revealed to all of Springfield that Michael Jackson is not actually Michael Jackson. But still, together with Bart, he is able to compose a sweet birthday song for Lisa, and everything ends well. The episode is sweet. That's all we can really say about it, it's sweet. But it is not available on Disney+. In fact, Gracie Films decided to take it out of circulation altogether after an HBO documentary alleged that maybe Michael Jackson was a very bad person. And so they decided they don't like Michael Jackson anymore, and they feel it is their responsibility to decide what you should or shouldn't watch, independently of how you, personally, may feel about Michael Jackson, a very popular, albeit controversial, pop star who has been long dead for ten long years. But in any case, my friend Mike Drew Flynn, who's often been on this podcast, was kind enough to dig into his archive of television treasures and send me an MP4 of the episode's original airing in September 1991 on the New York, New Jersey Fox affiliate, WNYW Channel 5. And this is, in fact, the very same airing that I myself watched almost 30 years ago. And so I sat down with a very good friend of mine, Ram Rojas. He's a great guy, and we've been best friends pretty much since I first moved here to Bolivia, also almost 30 years ago. And he has always been a very big fan of Michael Jackson. So it was only natural the two of us sit down to watch this landmark episode and get all nostalgic about it. The fact the file Flynn sent us featured commercials made the experience even more nostalgic. And after sitting down to watch it, we got Flynn on the horn and decided to talk about it for a bit. Admittedly, the discussion that follows is basically overshadowed by Michael Jackson. 
But that should be expected in an episode that, in and of itself, is only okay. And probably only memorable because it happened to have a huge star at the center of it and has now been buried, as things sometimes are, in the interest of political correctness and the desire to appear righteous with empty, pointless gestures. I will say up front also that this basically is just a casual discussion about the state of The Simpsons and Michael Jackson in 1991, in the mid-90s, and so on. We do not talk about any of the controversies. We do not give our opinions about that controversy, whether we believe the allegations or not, whether we believe the documentary or not. None of that. If you want salacious talk, or self-righteous talk about how noble we are for shunning a pop star we grew up with because a documentary happens to say he was a terrible person, well, if that's what you want, turn back now. There is none of that here. But if you want a fun, casual discussion about Michael Jackson, about The Simpsons, Dangerous, History, Moonwalker, and the forgotten sitcom Drexel's Class, well, this podcast might be for you. So without further ado, here we go. Lisa, you like homework. Could you fill out this form for me? Well, all right. If you listen to the poem I just wrote. Oh, okay. Meditations on Turning Eight by Lisa Simpson. I had a cat named Snowball. She died. She died. Mom said she was sleeping. She lied. She lied. Why, oh, why is my cat dead? Couldn't that Chrysler hit me instead? I had a hamster named Snuffy. He died. No deal. You guys watched my file of this, right? Yeah, we just watched it now. Yeah. So I guess you got to see all of the promos for Drexel's class. Yeah, there were like two promos. It was weird. I, they, were, I, they, 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 were, they were really pushing. They were really pushing that uh, that pro, that that show, weren't they? They were, and I and I instantly thought of you because I just thought you you would have watched it because it was Dabney Coleman. Yes, and I and we were talking with Ram while we were watching it, and he he asked me. Uh, if it was a good show. That's what you asked me, right? I, I've never seen it, but I remember the actor, so... Yeah, because um, he, he knows that I'm, like the, you know, he knows I'm a big fan of, uh, of Dabney Cloak Coleman. You know? Yes. Because yeah, of Cloak and Dagger. So, and because and, he's the greatest. He's first rate. Yeah, yeah he's first... Dabney Coleman is first rate. Um, he asked me if it was a good show and if I ever watched it. And my answer to that is I did watch it at least once or twice, but I don't remember if it was a good show. Now, have you ever watched Drexel's class? No, I, I vaguely remember that it existed. And maybe like, I, I just like remembered seeing a promo for it because I would watch that Fox affiliate as a kid because they had a lot of the big cartoons on there. And, uh, um, you know, uh, I knew what it was. I knew it was about this like disgruntled elementary school teacher and i re and i learned from one of the promos on my other files that the kid from problem child guest starred as a new student and guest starred guest starred guest it's star. like at this point he would have been a movie star so like he guest starred right it was i think it's like the only thing he did besides the problem child movies and did it la how long did it last um drexel's class lasted uh there were 18 episodes produced. 
So it ran from uh, September to March 92. So a season. Yes. Is there a box set? Can we get Drexel's class, the complete series? I, I, 20th I wish Century I... Fox Home Entertainment. Is it, it's a Fox property? The, yes. is, it on, is it on Hulu or Disney Plus? <laughs> Disney Plus. The whole thing's coming to Disney Plus in, uh, in January. They're gonna, they're wait, gonna wait, have... what's, wait, what's the, what's the Disney Plus? What's the adult line that they're going to launch now for Disney Plus? <laughs> that, where, where you're going to be able to watch, uh, what, what you were telling me, you were going to be able to watch. Uh, you're going to be able to watch what, Atlanta, what? Logan, and Kingsman. On, on Disney Plus. On, on the Star Channel or whatever. Yeah, the Star Channel. That's, that's international. Um, I believe, but to me, the Star Channel is just a big fucking fancy term for Hulu. Uh, okay, so we didn't watch uh, this episode on Disney Plus. We watched it on a file that you were nice enough to provide us with, uh, which was uh, a, a, basically a, a an MP4 of a taping of the show when it originally aired in September of 1991 in the New York Fox uh, station, Fox Five. That is correct, yes. And that was very nostalgic for me because that's, I actually watched this episode that night. I don't remember uh, all the commercials, but it was it was kind of funny because, yes, I do remember the, the promotion for Drexel's class, heavily promoted, and we watched it this way because, of course, this episode is not on Disney+. Plus. Yes. And and the reason that I, that I have my friend Ram here with us speaking about this is because he's the, he's the Michael Jackson fan. And I, oh. and so I think we, we should we should throw it over to him for a second, so he can tell us a little bit about his uh, his sort of experience with this episode, what he thinks about it, and I, I'd like to hear what you have to say, Ram. So, so go ahead, just uh, say what's on your mind. Well, well, my experience was, you know, kind of kind of strange because that episode, I ended up seeing it probably in 1992, much later, and in Spanish. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So, and you know, and and it was a very odd experience because you know Michael Jackson. I, I grew up with Michael Jackson. I mean, I I love Michael Jackson until this day. You know, it's like Michael Jackson. And then I ended up watching this, and like I remember, like my cousins were making a whole big deal out of it. Oh, Michael Jackson's going to be on The Simpsons, but and then we watched it in Spanish. I was like, where? <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was really my experience. Like it wasn't until a year later when I met Eric's here, and he actually had some episodes recorded on VHS and I, I finally saw the real thing you know yeah it's one of the one of the disadvantages of about living here back in the 90s but but the funny thing here wait they actually started advertising this episode on national TV like you know in Spanish like the you know they would be saying like oh. with the voice of Michael Jackson Michael Jackson on the Simpsons you know on Bolivian TV but where's the voice, right? <laughs> right, no, right. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. I, I guess only for the singing, right? Like they, when they were advertising the voice, because right. there's songs in the show, so maybe they were they were like, no, that's, that's not what they meant, meant because they, he, he sings for seconds, you know? Right, so, no. sure, yeah, and, and that wasn't really what it was about. They were like Michael Jackson in the in the Simpsons, and you have to watch this. Right, and that's pretty that's pretty ridiculous because like first of all, it's not actually Michael Jackson, the character, I mean, right, right. It's a it's a you know it's a mentally disturbed person who believes that he is Michael Jackson or whatever. So it's not even him. And then obviously in Spanish, it right. wasn't Michael Jackson. But my, my question to you is, because I've never seen this episode in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, do you remember like when he speaks like Michael Jackson? Do you remember if they tried to give him a Michael Jackson type voice? They did. It's a guy with like a very light voice. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. But you know, the, the thing is, like, it 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 was still a weird experience. Like, even when he was singing, like, uh, it, it's just strange because it's not really Michael Jackson because you're not listening to the actual artist. But you know, the thing about Bolivian TV until this day, it sucks. You know, like they do not get their information straight. I remember back in 1997, I think this was, you know, Unbreak My Heart, but it wasn't Unbreak My Heart. It was some other Tony Braxton song where they advertised it yeah. as a Tom Allen song. Yeah, Tom Allen. Do Tom you remember Allen. that? Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I, it was, uh, it's, a, it's a show. This, this will be interesting to you, Flynn. Yeah. It, it's, oh, a, really? it's a show, it's a show about, about movies. This is back before cable TV. Yep. So like back before we had like e-entertainment television. So basically there's this, there was this show on, on Bolivian television called uh, Cinemundo. Right, the world of cinema, and it aired once a week. Yeah, I think it was once a week, like on yeah, Sundays so. or whatever. And so, in that show, they would put all the EPKs and trailers and like anything. It was just that before we had access to e entertainment television. That was where we got all our movie news, and of course, sure. it would arrive late. And they would sometimes show music videos for movies, promoting movies mm -hmm. and everything like that. But one time, they showed a music video, and I don't remember anymore what it was. It was, it was a a song for a movie, and it was um, Tony Braxton. It was a Tony Braxton. It was a Tony Braxton song, and Tony Braxton. So I can't remember what song it was. And the guy before introducing the song, and here we have the new hit from Tom Allen, who's not even. I'm like, what? And and like, it doesn't even know woman. It's, right. uh, it's it's Tim Allen trying to do a lounge singer act. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And yeah. so like, and then what? And then it starts, and it's Tony Braxton. So I was like, what the. Um, wait a second. I think. All right. So it's one of two songs. I I think I've cracked the uh, the Rosetta Stone here. I think I got the code <laughs> cracked. Um, right. One is called "Let It Flow," and that was on the soundtrack for "Waiting to Exhale." The other one, uh, no, that "Waiting to Exhale" has to be the one because I thought that. Soul Food would be the movie, but it's actually the TV show. And furthermore, Boomerang, she did three songs in, and that might fit the time period you guys are talking about. It, it wasn't Boomerang. It, it was, was, it was it, after Boomerang. Yeah, so it was probably Waiting to Exhale. It's yeah. Probably, it was probably yeah. that. It was probably that. If that, that. That would make sense. That would make sense. Because that was like a big hit movie. It was being very promoted. So yeah, right. I, I would think it was probably that one. Right. Yeah. No, but I, I would go as far to say that like they they still mess up even now, right? Don't you remember the whole Titanic two fiasco? Did oh, you guys yeah. did you guys talk about that? Uh, I don't know Titanic? if I ever told What's Titanic Two? There's a trailer like on YouTube, you can check it out. It's Titanic Two, supposedly it's a sequel, but you know it's a fan made trailer. They they made this fan trailer, it was a few mm -hmm. years ago, where they took scenes from like Con Air and I think like Romeo and Juliet, like tons of like movies with DiCaprio plus other movies, and they sort of spliced it all together. And you know, Titanic Two, Jack's back. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. the premise is that they find him frozen, like in a block of ice, and they like defrost him. And it's kind of like, it, it's kind of like the movie Iceman. You know, right. he, he's this guy who's now wakes up in a modern world. And... He's like a man at a time, right? And yeah. Supposedly that's what the movie was about. Right. But they actually they actually showed the trailer like if it were the real thing. And they were, and like Titanic 2 pretty soon in a theater near you and like in, yeah. um, on Bolivian TV, along yeah. with other real trailers. On the news. Yep. Yeah. And they started pumping it. Look, there's going to be a Titanic 2. I remember I, I like people would, would tell me about this. Oh my God, Titanic 2 is coming out. I love Titanic 1. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> and, and it was, it was sold as a real thing. 
And it went on for a while. Like they yeah, were talking it about it for a while until it, until people said, nope, this is not real. This is a joke that was put on YouTube. So yeah, I mean, Bolivia TV is terrible. Homer, the two of us need look no more. We both found what we were looking for. With a friend to come my own, I'll never be Talking now about the episode, it is an interesting episode. It was actually produced towards the end of the season Second two season. production. It was like it, it was going to be. In fact, they were thinking about it as a season two episode. I think they were thinking it that was that's correct the season finale. But then they they decided to hold it because they figured it would be a better opener for season three, and they said, okay, let's let's do that. But that would have worked better. So. And it was a spectacular way to open the season. Like, that's what I remember. Because it was like back then, I was very excited because they, they were they were promoting the, the new season of The Simpsons, which at that time was like my favorite show or whatever. And the fact that it was Michael Jackson and all of that, it was just a very funny... It, it, you know, um, it was the thing that everybody was talking about. So I have another thing that I want to point out that kind of ties into this episode and how they got to the point of making it. Go ahead. Um, 1991, earlier in the year, Michael Jackson had gotten John Landis to work with him again on the video for Black or White. And it's in, this story is from I Want My MTV. I'm going to tell it from memory. Landis had a very hard time dealing with Michael Jackson on set and reportedly yelled cut when he grabbed his crotch. And he said, you can't do this. And Michael Jackson's like, but I want to be like Prince or Madonna. No, you're Mickey Mouse. But the thing that happened was that Landis was asked back into the fold. because, And it was on a Thursday night, apparently. And they were supposed to meet at 7 o'clock. They got delayed an hour, and then when they came, by the time they came over, Michael Jackson was talking about how badly he wanted to watch The Simpsons, which added on another half hour of waiting time so he could get through. They could get through that, and I guess something led to something, and people found out that he was a big Simpsons fan, and that's how they made the power play. So it's sort of connected, and the connected tissue is that. Black or White premieres after the episode Saturdays of Thunder a couple months after this episode airs. That's right. I do remember that very clearly. Is that, that that I did watch, and I also watched the premiere of that. And that's actually interesting. So what you're saying is that the Black or White video was actually, was probably shot in 1990. Um, it was shot, I think, early. It was probably, they started. Oh, well, no, 91, like, like early 91. It, it aired on November 14th, 1991, and it premiered simultaneously on MTV, BET, VH1, and Fox. And Fox got their highest Nielsen ratings ever at the time from the airing. Yeah. Well, I can believe that because that was a huge video. I remember that very clearly. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, that's interesting that John Landis would do that because, I mean, I guess he's right in the sense that in that video... You know, I, Michael Jackson up to that point had always sold himself as a 
kind of an icon um, and, right. you know, for family entertainment, mainstream and, entertainment. I mean, I, I would have thought that John Landis, in fact, kind of egged him on to do it because, but it, it is interesting that, I mean, he still got away with it because he's Michael Jackson. He can do whatever he wants. Right, right. Yeah, you you could see that, right? I mean, that, that was a very controversial thing for Michael Jackson to be doing uh, at a time when, you know, he was known as a family entertainer. Right. And that was... That was the first time he did anything like that, right? The black or white video, the ending of the of the original black or white video. That was the first time that he did anything that like that, like that extreme. I, I think it was the only time he did something that extreme. I can't think of anything afterwards. Doesn't yeah. he? Doesn't he kind of do it in the Smooth Criminal video? But that's before the holding crotch thing. He did that in Bad. That was yeah. the, that was the first time he actually did the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but it, but but do you remember the, the thing is that he's standing on top of that car, right? And he's basically masturbating. Yeah, right, right. It's not just a one grabbing of the crotch. It's like he's like rubbing himself. It's you know, it's pretty extreme. I, I don't think he ever did anything like that. No, not know? like that in that in, in that way. It's, right. It, it's kind of shocking for some people. I I can see. Yeah, but 1991 was a big year for Michael Jackson, right? Because. Yeah, it was, it was a gigantic year because that's People when they were waiting came. for. Yeah, they were waiting for Dangerous. Right, and so and you know when they, Dangerous came out, when did it come out? Did it come out like before this, after this? Did it come out? Uh, did it coincide with the release of the black or white video? Um, um, it came out. It was released two weeks after the black or white video dropped. So this was a huge year because you you had so Michael Jackson was on The Simpsons, uh, release of Dangerous. That same year, Moonwalker, the video game, came out. And that's a pretty 90, big No, that was 90. Yeah, that was It was 90? 90. Yeah, that's 90 that's, that's that came before. out. Well, the arcade game came out in 1990. No, no, the Genesis no. Also, are you sure? Yeah. I'll let you, you guys know better than me about so, that. But so I, much for being Mr. Sega Genesis King, my God. <laughs> no, but it's like, okay, well, I got, I got the, the Moonwalker video game for Christmas of 1991. That's when I got it. So that's why maybe in my head, that's what I'm thinking. But uh, the movie Moonwalker came out in 1990, right? right. But I, I got my my Genesis like Christmas 1990 and Moonwalker existed. I didn't buy it, but right. I, 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 it was there. I, I right. saw it. So. so you had a Sega Genesis. You were a huge Michael Jackson fan. Right. And it seemed strange to me that you didn't have Moonwalker. Right, that's because I didn't have my own money back then. I was nine years old. <laughs> no, I know that, but I mean, like, you know, you asked for games. And, and, right. Like, and did, did you, so I imagine you would have asked for that game, mm -hmm. and I, I guess what, they couldn't find it? I mean, it, it must have been a hard to find, I, I don't know. You know, because me neither, I didn't have my, I mean, I had my own money, I had an allowance, but uh, this, but you know, I still would have, would have had to save up a lot of money to be able to buy myself a copy of Moonwalker. Uh, so of course, in my case, it was just a gift. So it was a Christmas gift. Like I remember, they they got my stuff from Toys R Us. At least that one Toys R Us that existed back then. And yeah, they didn't have the game. It was sold out. Yeah, the, the Toys R Us in Queens. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're the one that was in the. Yeah, right. I remember. I wanted that. I wanted Last Battle. They didn't have any of them, so I ended up getting Golden Axe, which I don't regret. I love Golden Axe, but right. like I wanted those two games first, but nothing. But I just realized something. You know what? This this makes total sense because you you were telling me you got you came here. In 91, like in the middle of 91. Exactly. Right? Um, so you came here to Bolivia before this this aired. That's why you didn't watch it in New York. And I just said, I got Moonwalker for Christmas 91. And I I guess 
there was a new batch. It became more available later. You know, so when it first came out, that game must have sold out like hotcakes. Right. It was one of the big Genesis titles, remember? Right. Like, that, like uh, it would always be like a commercial. Yeah. It was, it was but do you know why I keep yeah. thinking that it's '91? It's because uh, because it wasn't a launch title. No, it was not a launch title. No. But right. but when did Genesis launch? It was at '89, right? Right. So uh, this is not, one year later. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and for me, uh, Moonwalker. To paraphrase Chris Alamo, Moonwalker was not a weekend rental for me. I owned it as well um, because I'm younger than you guys. I had a used copy that I got at Funko Land, and it is one of the only video games that I was able to beat as a kid. Okay, so so you used to have a Sega Genesis. Uh, oh yes, I yeah. treasured my Sega Genesis. My God, but would you, would this have been at that time or later on? Um, this was not in '91. Obviously, this is more ninety. 596 my memory's a little hazy about the 90s when it comes to stuff like this but um yeah i had it and i beat it and no pun intended and i was i was able to defeat joe pesci and then when I, and then when i was done with it i traded it in you know it's weird joe pesci plays mr big in the moonwalker movie yeah i'm not sure if the graphic that you see in the genesis game is joe pesci it doesn't really look like Joe Pesci. I mean, it, it, they, it, lo it looks they, like it looks like Steven Seagal is what it looks like. It, do yeah. it doesn't really look like Joe Pesci. That's why, like, I didn't. I don't know if I'd seen the movie when I when I played the game. I don't think I had seen the movie, so right. I wasn't. You know, uh, for me, it was just like I knew the arcade game. But what I do recall is I didn't know that Joe. Like, I guess I didn't know that Joe Pesci was in the movie or whatever. So you know, I always like to cast video games. Yeah. So when I. When I played Moonwalker, for me, the bad guy was Steven Seagal, because that's what it looked like. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, it's, that's in my mind, that's what it was. I've got a, um, I've got a memory that I can associate with. I think this was 95 that I had Moonwalker for the Genesis. In 95, um, I had no idea the accusations or the uh controversies and mtv was running michael jackson content into the ground that summer they they re they rebranded as mjtv that's when history came out right uh nice. that was when it yeah. was it, they was to promote history yes right and i, yeah, had, I think that happened I all over the world them. i mean history was uh that that happened here too. I mean, they were promoting the why? shit out of that. Why yeah, everywhere? Yeah. But, so I so ninety five. Like I can understand why something like the Beatles anthology took off because it was hitting at the right time for the people that loved them to mm -hmm. learn these stories and hear these new songs and introduce right. them to their kids. Like right. that makes sense to put into prime time. Sure, but. I don't get why they made a, such a big fuss about history when it was a greatest hits album that just happened to have three new songs by him. That's, but that's not that's not true. That's man. not entirely true. It's actually it's right, actually well, it's, a, it's we'll, actually we'll, we'll, I'll yeah. turn it over oh, to the, well, the expert. Am here. I going to get let, mansplained yeah. about history <laughs> yeah. right now? You're going to get mansplained about history. Go ahead, <laughs> well, take it away. No, it's, no, not, it's not that. No, but no it's take actually it away, right. They, right. He actually made like a. It's a. I remember I had the compact disc. It was two discs. Yeah, there was yep. one 
one of them was a greatest hits disc, definitely. But the second one had like 50 new songs. So, but what was weird is that, you know, it was like history book one. Right. Volume one. Yeah. No, no. Book one. Oh, it's book one? Oh, it's okay. book one. Right. Yeah. And no. supposedly book two had to come out with, with like an, a second set of hits plus new songs. But it wasn't just three songs. He had a whole bunch. I mean, yeah. the real album is, the, is disc two. Yeah, so like, okay, the, like the whole album has around thirty songs, approximately. Right, meaning like old ones and new ones. So it's 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 not. It, it's, it wasn't uh, yeah, no, it, it it's it, it counts as an album. Yeah, and it, no, and there are plenty of music videos. I mean, you're talking about you had a uh, scream. Oh, oh yeah, scream. Okay, I'm you had they don't they don't I care totally... they don't care about us. You have a well, yeah. you know, you get the idea. But yeah, 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 Stranger in Moscow. Yeah. yeah, no, it had tons of hits. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe they were. I mean, I don't know. I to be honest, like at that time, I was already living here, mm-hmm. and so. But you had the album too. Yeah, so did I. So yeah, I remember. I, yeah, I won it in a contest. I remember. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, we, yeah we, right. we we pretty much got it at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, yeah, you won it in a contest. I won it in a contest. What was that contest about? It was something. It, it wasn't was, Michael it was, Jackson. It was no. It was a trivia. It was a. It was a, there was this uh, music magazine. He won a Michael Jackson album in a contest that was not a Michael Jackson contest. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it was it was a it was a trivia contest. That's all I remember. Yeah, he didn't even like Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's an exaggeration. I I wasn't a huge you are, fan, no, but, no, but I didn't dislike. You you appreciate him now, but back then you you didn't really care. No, well, in the '80s, I liked him more than in the '90s. Right, right. Yeah. But it was funny to finish the yeah. story. So so, but in any case, um, it was some trivia contest, and I won the trivia contest, and the prize was a, a copy of. Of the Michael Jackson CD, and I, it was funny because I, I remember I had to go you know, to the. Um, uh, do you know what the trivia question was? That's oh God, very... I don't, I don't remember for the life of me. But what Probably I do know is that they had to nothing to do with Michael Jackson. Yeah, it, like the trivia questions were just general questions, music-related questions. Maybe there was like one question about Michael Jackson, maybe, but it was uh, just a general trivia thing, and yeah, it was. Uh, so I won, and so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I own that album too. I think a lot of people own that album, but here at least, and I'm thinking internationally, it was that was huge. So I don't know how successful it was in the U.S. I don't know. Um, I'm guessing it probably wasn't as successful as Dangerous had been. No, it wasn't because it that's just why wasn't. there wasn't a book too. Right? That's why there wasn't a book too. There was apparently a history on film volume two. On the history on the mix, right? That was uh, 1997. Yeah, yeah that was it the was videos, in... right? But the it videos. Like, I, that one, that one has like three new songs and then remixes. That that maybe that's right. the one you were, you you were confusing. So yeah, that had like three new songs. Yeah, but okay. it was called History on the Mix. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there was never an actual history book too. He was going through a lot of shit back then because of all these accusations, and you you were saying yourself that they were like 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 grounding his content, right? So maybe. It was just too much, and he couldn't really get to work because, he, like, history on the mix is not an, a real album. No, right. That it's, it's a quick a project. Album, it's yeah. something that he could have done, like, d- dealing with all the shit that was going yeah. on, right? But maybe I, I don't know. I, I I would assume that maybe it was just too much pressure what he was going through. Yeah. And also, like, he, history one wasn't received as well as he thought it would would have been. I think, at least in in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it just it didn't have. It didn't make the kind of splash that no, they no, definitely not compared to bad or dangerous or thriller. I mean, it is a it is a great album, but just people didn't didn't really want Michael Jackson in the U.S. I think at that moment it just yeah. wasn't his time. It was like it was, and and here's the thing about it though that I find a little bit weird. It's history book one, 
Disc one is a greatest hits compilation. Right. Disc two is an album of 15 new songs, an album. So disc one has greatest hits. But if I recall correctly, that first disc is pretty complete as far as hits are concerned. Because it has hits going all the way back to Off the Wall, right? From, from, yes, from yes. Off the Wall to, to Dangerous. It's yes. got hits. But, so but, but it had book two. No, but it had no it like 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 um like pre Motown or Motown. It had it had no Motown songs, for example. Okay, okay, right. Okay. Because Michael Jackson, Off the Wall was not his first solo album. It, it was probably it, I think it was if I'm not mistaken, it was like his third solo album. He had recorded two solo albums. Remember Ben? Right. That was yeah. that was from his first solo album. Okay. So why do people always say that Off the Wall is his first album? Because they don't know. It is his first album with Epic, yes, okay. but not not with Motown Records. And is it was it produced by Quincy Jones? Yes, yes. yes. So so like that's when that, he that's first started he, working with Quincy. That's Jones. when he left Motown and he went with Quincy Jones. And that's and after that, Quincy Jones was involved with everything else. Well, beginning with that because yes, he was yes. already he was involved in the production of uh, Off the Wall. And then, you know, okay, and then he went in to and he was on Thriller, right? And yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he produced well, everything. I don't. I, I think he didn't produce Jane. Yeah. I don't know. Well, actually, what happened was that I think around. I'm not. I'm, my memory's a little vague right now. But around 1976, approximately, I'm gonna say, like the Jackson Five left Motown. That's what happened. Like all. Okay. The, they left Motown, and 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 it was because they were having they were having legal issues with the name Jackson Five. And and you know the, the condition to, to keep that name was to work with Motown, but I think you know they 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 weren't getting paid enough, so they ended up leaving Motown, and they weren't working with Epic though. Yeah, I think they I think they had their own their own their own label or something, and so they ended up leaving Motown and changing their name to the Jacksons. That's why they changed their name to the Jacksons because Motown right. Records had the rights to the name Jackson Five. And during that time, they recorded two albums. They recorded Destiny and the, and and the second one that I don't recall right now, but it has Can You Feel It. Okay. Yeah, that was in 1980. The other one was in 1976. And and during that time, you know, he just he there was just some 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 family problems, and he ended up leaving, you know, the band and going with Quincy Jones to record Off the Wall. That's the story. Of the right. Mm -hmm. But he had already done solo albums as a kid, yes, apart yes. from the Jackson. See, if I'm mistaken, right, yes, Jackson that's exactly right. where it was. Yeah, so then, but, yeah. yeah. But there were some, but there were many songs that were missing. There were songs that were missing in the... In well, the I guess movie. all the Motown stuff, if they were going to, like, go there. Yeah. No, no, like, but even new stuff. Dirty Diana's not on it. Yeah, no, Dirty Diana's not on it. Speed Demon's not on it. There were songs to put on a second mm -hmm. volume of Greatest Sounds. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So now let's get back to the episode. Let's <laughs> let's talk. We, we've, we've spent a, a good long while discussing Michael Jackson. Now let's discuss The Simpsons in relation to Michael Jackson. And let's discuss this episode briefly. What do we think of this episode? It's great. I feel like this is the exact point where the show becomes great because it was kind of like a cult thing in the first part of 91. It was a pop culture thing in 90 and all that. But this, I think, was the first time where they had a legit episode. So in a way, this is kind of like how Seinfeld somehow just snaps right into gear at the third or fourth season and just, is just consistently great till the end. It it's kind of like that the whole pink shirt thing is hilarious and the and I the fact that Homer gets locked up for it is even funnier. Well, it's because Bart answers all the questions on the psychological test. Right. Yeah. 
But that's really what what lands him in the nut house. But uh, but yeah, the whole the the concept is very absurd. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Like he's the you know the, the fact that it's because he's wearing a pink shirt that that raises yeah. eyebrows like that that stuff's like absurd. Like we were talking with Ram. Like obviously Michael Jackson was the first huge star that they got. That's that's a that's a, they'd ha- they'd already had some some famous people. They'd had some good actors and whatever in the in season one and two, but this was the first time that they got like a gigantic star to do a guest voice, right? Yes. So it was a huge event, and I think it was definitely a cultural event. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with you. I mean, it's, season three is really when The Simpsons starts to solidify itself as a, as a series. And I guess they, they realized that it was a good way to launch the third season with like an event, not just a, a regular episode, but like an event. We were talking about how it, it was kind of sentimental, right? Yeah, but I think that's how it is. Like uh, until like maybe the fourth season, right? Yeah, yeah. Where there's still they still have occasional episodes that have like a lot of sentiment, a lot of sentimentality, um, smiles through tears. Yeah, it's like a sweet message, you know, because ultimately it's about. But that it, was the formula back then. I mean, yeah, it, it always had like some kind of message, even from the first episode, <clears throat> but. Then it reached to a point where it was just comedy, comedy, comedy. Right? Yeah, pretty, like, just r- ridiculous comedy. Cause, but here, it's still sort of a, it's a sweet thing. You know, it's, it's a sweet story of, uh, it's Lisa's birthday. That's ultimately what it builds to, you know. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a cute episode. I think it's nice. I, I don't know that it's a great episode, but I think it's a, it's a fun episode. It's like a cute episode, and it seems like, I like that they came up with a creative way of using Michael Jackson. Because the easy thing to do would have been to just use Michael Jackson and just have him play himself and that's it. Mm-hmm. But that would have been kind of boring. I think that the fact that they came up with a weird story, they found like a creative way of putting Michael Jackson into the show. And I have to think that he had a hand in that. I, I, you know, I, I don't think it was entirely, you know, I'm pretty sure he might have even come up with some of the ideas for what the episode eventually was. Because he was already a Simpsons fan. And I think like he he insisted on certain things, like he wanted to write a song, you know, he wanted there to be a song for Bart, you know, because this is back when the show, where each episode was sort of its own little thing, like its own yeah. little short movie. So here, you know, what it, it has that arc, you know, because it establishes that they're brother and sister, but they're, you know, they have a cute, you know, older brother, younger sister relationship. Bart's kind of a dick, though. He doesn't really pay attention to her. And, you know, um, and so by the end of it, he comes to appreciate that it's her birthday and and together with fake Michael Jackson gives her a very nice gift. And yeah, I think the, also the message is like, in, in, like deep down inside, he does love his sister. Of course. You know, but you know, like just like any brother and sister or older brother, younger sister, there's always going to be bullying, right? I mean, yeah, that's fine. But what, what, what's interesting though, it's like it focuses on, on Lisa and Bart and like Lisa getting angry at Bart, sad at Bart, but get angry and sad. At her parents. I mean, they forgot her birthday too. Yeah, that is true. That, that, that's something that doesn't really make sense to me. It's like, because you have that one scene where Lisa's like sitting alone with Maggie, and so literally Maggie is like her only right. birthday guest. The parent, because you why, have the, why, the whole why thing. Is she, like, like, why, why does she go so personal on Bart? Right? What about the parents? Right. Shouldn't they be more important? Yeah. yeah. That is strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I like Michael Jackson, whatever, but. I would have to say this episode, it's nice, but it's not the best. No, it's not, it's not one of the best episodes. No, it's definitely not. not. It's, it, 
it it's cute and it, it works as like a a season premiere because it's a spectacular event. Yes, but it's, but it's not one of the best ones. Yeah, if you were going to do like a top ten Simpsons episodes, you probably wouldn't include it. It's noteworthy, but it's not you. You probably wouldn't include it. It's noteworthy, and of course, we all know that uh, Michael Jackson was credited as one John J. Smith. And and well, reportedly after this happened, that was it. Like the from that point on, they would allow uh, actors to not credit themselves. It was like you come on the show, you got to credit yourself. I think the only person that had done that before anyway was Dustin Hoffman. Well, Dustin Hoffman and also Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks would just credit himself as A. Brooks. But he was still able to get away with A. Brooks even in the movie. Yeah, I think that, but I think at that point they did it as an in-joke. Because, like, we knew it was Albert Brooks. People knew that, that he had done that. And I think he just did it that way as a joke from that point on. But the point is that, like, yeah, Dustin Hoffman didn't use his name and Michael Jackson didn't use his name. But uh, from that point on, they said, no, from now on, you come on the show, you use your name. I think there was a business reason because it wasn't something that happened frequently. But from this point on, they, they didn't do that anymore. No pseudonyms. It was just like, just come on, it's, it's done. All right, great. So I, I think that's about it. Is there anything that, that any of us would like to say about uh, the episode or anything before we wrap this up? There's not really much to say about it. I think that the legacy of it uh, pre it precedes its um its quality for sure and to not have it on disney plus like they do now it's kind of like you know a a private company has the right to do whatever they want to do but i think it was a stupid decision that uh, i'll leave it at that i i think that if you say you have all of the simpsons um you should have every single episode Okay. Yeah. And uh, I know that it wasn't entirely them. I know that the production company, I know that James L. Brooks and whatever, they made that decision as well. But I figure, look, it's there. People aren't forced to watch something that they don't want to watch. But it's Disney. You know, they're supposed to be the do-gooders. So they, 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 they cannot be subject to doubt, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess they want to that, avoid that, all controversy. That's just how it is. I guess so. But I just think it's silly. I mean, it's the, like, it, 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 I think it's silly, too, but they're Disney. <laughs> you know, if I don't want to watch it, I'm not going to watch it. They, 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 they want to be the good guys. Them, right? Yeah, but the thing is, like, by like just having it there, people will see it, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, even if they're I, just curious. Even if they're like, just curious. Oh, you're promoting filth. I don't, yeah. well, I'm just like, all right, whatever. It's, it, it's, it is silly. Of course, definitely silly. Bart, when I was a kid, I didn't have much money. So you know what I did when my sister's birthdays rolled around? Stiffed them? No. I wrote them a song to show that I cared. I can't write a song. I'm only 10. Only 10? When I was your age, I had six gold records. Hey, Looney Tunes, this is what Michael Jackson looks like. You look like a big, fat mental patient. You'd be amazed how often I hear that. Just leave me alone. Look, boy, either Michael Jackson is some guy working in a recording studio in L.A., or he's here with you willing to work on this song. It's your choice. So that's it for this week's episode of The Simpsons Countdown. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this, consider showing your support. It's really very simple. Give us a like or a favorable rating. This podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor FM, and other podcasting platforms. So adding a brief review, if possible, might actually help boost the podcast's profile. And if it isn't too much trouble, please do share this with all your friends on social media. Speaking of social media, 
You can follow the Eric's Antoine Network on Facebook or subscribe to it on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at Eric's Antoine Net and feel free to find me and follow me on Letterboxd, where I frequently post film reviews you may agree or disagree with. I'm Eric Antoine, and I'll be back next week when my good friend Josh Fine and I will be discussing Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington, in which Lisa wins an essay contest, goes to D.C., and becomes so very, very disappointed with her corrupt government. We'll try to keep things light, I promise. In the meantime, stay safe out there, and I'll see you next week. Your first kiss from a boy. Lisa, it's your birthday.